You know my obsession with Black Panther. Yes. Which, you know, is really common from a 50-something white guy. Okay. <laughs> okay, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, yes, very good. Okay, my headphones are actually working. Awesome. It must have been Lee's fault then. I believe on Twitter I saw some scary thing involving your daughter. No. What, not learners from it? What did I put? I don't know. I thought she was oh, working no. on getting her learners from it. Oh, yeah, she is. Yeah, but, that's scary. I don't think you're aware know, of that. That is scary. Yeah. <laughs> What's up guys it's xavier and i am here with john and we have a special guest yes another special guest on the podcast everyone well everyone john i think since you um, have more experience with our special guests i will let you introduce them wow that's you're really putting a lot of pressure on me <laughs> everyone this is john um i'm gonna introduce you to, to jeremy stein he is of main street magic podcast or mainstmagic.com if you want to look there um i've probably known jeremy what now at least online in that world two years now yeah pretty yeah, much since definitely. the covid world because we shocker we started chatting with each other when you discovered hey there's another park besides disney world to visit yes i did so he's, you know, he's, he's entered that world and trying to figure out running his podcast and his, his business and all those kind of things. And his, okay. his lovely wife, Rhonda helps him quite often and gets him out of bad situations. So that's always good. And so, so we're happy to have Jeremy come on the podcast today. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm very excited to chat with y'all. Thank you. All right. So. I do have a couple questions um, that I would like to run through. I'm going to start doing this with every guest that I have on. So you're the very first person that gets to be tortured with these questions. Okay. okay so this one is something that like, cause I'm in the parks almost every day now. I hear a lot of interesting things. Um, I will say the most interesting thing I heard this year was, it was about Horror Nights. So the person asked um, their friend, oh, they're getting ready for Horror Nights. Um, what's the theme this year? The lady looks at me, looks at her friend and says, Stranger Things. And they just keep walking. I'm like, oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So Sorry, yeah. those of you not in the mix, in case you missed this somehow, the Stranger Things rumor got killed, what, four months ago? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, so that leads to the first question. Um, what is the craziest thing you have heard in the theme park? Um, you know, it's, it's weird because we've, I feel like we've been super lucky in general, not to see or hear anything too crazy. I will say you do constantly over here. And, and of course we frequent Walt Disney world a bit more mm -hmm. uh, than universal, but you constantly will just hear so much misinformation in queues while you're waiting for rides, you know, whether oh. somebody's talking about going to a, a ride next that they think is in that park and it's not uh, especially now with genie plus 
as you like overhear somebody trying to explain genie plus to someone i always find those interesting um but i'll never forget a couple years ago we were at uh hollywood studios getting ready to ride rock and roller coaster and a couple cars ahead of us is a mom and her young child are getting on he was probably like had just hit the height requirement so obviously his first time mm-hmm. as soon as they sat down as they were going to pull the restraints down he just flips out i mean full on just screaming yelling crying and the mom just starts yelling at him like put your restraint down we're riding this ride you're not getting off you know i just waited an hour and a half in line i don't, I don't care if you're scared like just reaming this kid out and the cast member's coming by and she even looks at the cast member and she's like put his restraint down and the cast member's like, I can't do that. Like, you know, he has to put it down himself or you can assist him with it. And this kid is still freaking out. And and she's yelling at him finally to the point where the cast member's like, you guys got to get off. And wow. that was this went on for honestly a couple minutes. And then she finally gets up. She yanks the kid by his arm, pretty much drags him out of there, kicking and screaming while she's yelling at him. Like, you know, how dare you waste the last hour of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're supposed to ride this thing. And I'm just like, man what the heck is that all about so i mean that's probably the the craziest thing we've really seen or kind of overheard but it, it is always fun just to kind of listen to uh people say the wrong things and mm-hmm. we, we try not to like eavesdrop and be too like creepy but there's often times we'll turn around and be like hey you know kind of overheard you saying this thing and just to help you out this is actually the truth to it so yeah, we want to make yeah. sure you know you're not you're not messing up your day because you just don't have the information. So um, that, that's probably on a pretty regular basis, though, and while you're waiting in queues or, mm-hmm. you know, waiting in line for a food booth at, at Epcot or something. Yeah, I can visualize two things when you as you're telling that one. We should probably write a resource or do a whole podcast on how you can tell people when they have totally bad information without being rude, which I don't know. Yeah. That's really hard. And two that kid sounds like me when Xavier makes me ride fast and furious. <laughs> so Those that kid just... sounds like everyone when someone makes me ride fast and furious. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Xavier likes to go do research at fast and furious. So that's a whole different, you can find that on my Twitter feed. So yes, yeah. so you have to do research this time of year. They have a whole uh-huh. house being built over there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have to, I'll look that up. I know, I know we're going to eventually come around to more Halloween horror nights um specifically but it's still something i'm so new to Mm. um so no that's interesting to hear because that's something i mean we just went you know a week or two ago and started to see some of the stuff going up and i find that super interesting to watch that all just kind of evolve right in front of you so now i'm gonna have to go ride fast and furious again it sounds like Mm -hmm. sorry Um, well i guess technically you don't have to ride it because it's it's in the line so you can go into the queue line you can okay. look at the tent and then you can leave if you want to. But okay. I do that. You're already in line. You might as well get on it. That's honestly Fast and Furious is one of those rides that I actually enjoy taking people on for the first time just to then watch their reaction and hear what they think <laughs> about it when you get off. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy it for that. I'm not gonna ride it if you know everybody else in my party has already been on it specifically. But if mm-hmm. somebody's new, I'm like, oh, you gotta do this ride. You won't even believe it. And like, don't tell them anything about it. Just be like, you just, you got to do it. And then just watch their face the whole time. And, and then let them, you know, let them talk about it after you get off is always fun. I will say like, no matter how bad the ride is, it, it is a a technical marvel. Like if, yes, 
you know like what's going on what's happening with that ride definitely like the i will say the pre-show before you like actually go into like the room where like the main show happens yeah it's one of the best yeah it's it's great um okay so let's keep moving on um so the next question is what does like a normal theme park day look like for you um because i know for me sometimes it starts at four o'clock now if it's like i'm getting there early because i have stuff to do okay i'll get there early i'll get there at like eight or nine but usually i'm a uh since like i live here in florida i'll get here at like four o'clock do i gotta do and get out before it gets too crazy yeah yeah it's it's funny because this question would be or my answer would be completely different only a couple years ago um because as we are lucky enough and fortunate enough to visit all, you know, the Orlando parks, both Disney and Universal, uh, pretty frequently, we have a much more relaxed uh, attitude towards going to them. So we don't really usually show up with anything specific in mind. Um, usually day of, we're going to drive down. We're in St. Augustine. We're about two hours door to door to either Universal or Disney for the most part. So we we'll usually get up and we'll leave here on arrival day about 8 a.m. So we're showing up at a park at, at 10 a.m. And, it, you know, any if we're staying overnight, we're usually probably still not getting to a park, you know, till 10 a.m. Where a couple of years ago, we were always rope dropping. You know, we were mm-hmm. we kind of had a list of here's the rides we want to do. Here's, you know, everything that we want to accomplish. And now we kind of just show up and look around and go, all right, well, we're going to re- we're going to ride Velocicoaster every time because we know that we can. We know that it's going to probably be 60 minutes or under. But everything else is just kind of pick or choose if we're there prior to four. Um, if it's after 4 p.m., we're going to use our express pass that's included, you know, with our premier passes. And again, we're kind of just going to pick or choose. Like, what do we feel like doing today? Um, we really like food and drink. So that's always going to be a part of it. We've got our favorite spots to stop at. Uh, if we're at, you know, studio side, we're always going to stop in Finnegan's and, and see our friend Jan working the bar back there. Um, and you know, we, we have some of those things that we want to do every time, but it's weird how relaxed it is now. And we're super fortunate to be able to go all the time and be pass holders. And I'm sure you feel the same way that you could, I mean, there's times we've showed up and we've been at universal Orlando resort, you know, in the parks for six, seven hours, and we haven't even done a ride. Mm -hmm. We're just like, you know, we're just going to kind of walk around and enjoy and eat and drink and just hang out and if all of a sudden we walk past something and we're like oh that's not a bad weight let's go on or uh most recently we had never done the um horror makeup show and we had not done the the animal show and so we're like you know what let's just make it a point to do those today and i think after that we did maybe one or two other rides after our express pass kicked in and then we were like all right we're cool you know we'll go back to the resort or or the house or whatever and just hang out so it's a much more relaxed atmosphere um but again as i'm sure you know there are times where we're like and and john as well is all right there's this new item there's this new snack there's this new drink there's this new thing let's make a point to go see that specifically so that we can talk about it on the podcast or on social media um no 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 no. we we never show up the first day of a food festival or mardi gras or halloween Mm -hmm. horror nights and have every single item (laughs) yeah i make that mistake i make that we would never do that would we xavier no definitely have the new donut and then have the new milkshake and then go in the park after after i have six gideon's cookies and four everglazed donuts the day before no we would never do that jeremy i was gonna say didn't you eat all of the donuts (laughs) 
Um, wow, yes. We have not gotten to that. That actually, ironically, I'll discuss that with Xavier offline. I'm going on a podcast to talk about that this weekend. But yes, we did. <laughs> That's impressive. That's super impressive. That that is. Uh, I, I was when I saw that. I'm like, this is this is hardcore right here. You're struggling at the end, but we, we were just there. we were just we were just lucky that they didn't have all of them available. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you do stuff for content. Like, I mean, I've got I've got scheduled trips coming up where all I'm doing is wait time testing Velocicoaster and Hagrid's. Yeah, but that means I got to be there before rope drop. Yeah, and it's what you do. But you know, sorry, I know I hijacked this question, Xavier. But you know, when you go and you're just going to have fun and you're going to get content, it's always a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very. And, no. and the two, the two can be synonymous, I think is the interesting yes. part. I mean, I always, I always kind of laugh and, and Rhonda's really good about this. You know, she'll say like, uh, you know, we're going, we're heading down to Disney or we're heading down to universal to work. And I always feel like work needs to be in air quotes, but uh, I always wonder sometimes how it looks from the outside looking in, because for example, I know you two guys work your butts off when you're in the parks, but it doesn't mean you're not enjoying it. And I do think it's an interesting concept because it's like, you know, I mean, we're going to Disney tomorrow. And we're uh, staying at Fort Wilderness and we're staying in this awesome fifth wheel camper. And, you know, the kids are coming and they're each bringing their best friend. And Rhonda and I are doing hoop de doo on Saturday night. And, you know, we're going to do some different things, but we're going to have fun. But at the same time, it is work. And it's often hard to separate those two from yep. I'm going to. An, and there's times we're like, you know what, we're not going to do a thing, you know, in air quote work today. And then you get there and you're like, uh, I got to live stream this or I got to take a photo of this. <laughs> so sometimes it becomes hard to separate them, but I'm, yeah. I'm very thankful. I'm sure, you know, we all are that we get to do something, uh, you know, towards our living that we absolutely enjoy. Um, but it still can be work sometimes. Yep. Yeah. I just came from doing a stay at Portofino and Ooh. it's like, this is going to be nice. Like I'm, I'm not taking pictures. I'm just going to just sit back, relax, enjoy these couple days. Yeah. As soon as I get there, I was like, oh, this is too good <laughs> not to get pictures of this. And I know, I know. Straight to work mode. Yep. Yeah. Xavier, I think you just skewed the stats for your next question, by the way. Yes, I did. I did. Um, going to that next question. If you could live at any resort, it could be Disney, Universal, SeaWorld. <laughs> Um, which, uh, resort would that be? Uh, so if I'm going to go universal, I'm going to say Portofino actually. Um, I just, I love the atmosphere there. I love the common areas. I Uh think it feels very much like home. Um, only stayed there once actually stayed there for my 40th birthday. It was the night before my 40th. Um, this was, this was only a couple months before, you know, the world shut down with COVID Uh and, um, Two of my best friends, uh, Rhonda came, and then two of my best friends that live in the neighborhood that are married here, and then uh, another best friend that I grew up with that lived in Philadelphia. He was actually working for um, Comcast at the time, and so we weren't Universal Pass holders. He um, got four uh, tickets a year, basically, two-park day tickets, and so he, he gave those to us pretty much for my birthday. We booked at Portofino. We were going to put him on a cot. And we show up and um, there's like a 10 year old girl next to us with her family checking in and the parents are like, Oh, it's her birthday. You know, can you give us something, whatever. And then my buddy, Matt just looks at the the team member checking us in and he goes, well, it's actually his birthday too. It's his 40th. 
And then the, the team member was like, oh, well, you know, happy birthday. Come here for a second. He brings out this binder and he starts flipping through this binder and he shows us this giant, ridiculous, like hospitality suite room. And he's like, would you prefer to have this instead? Wow. I was like, yeah, I would. So we got this ridiculous room. Um, it was like a standard studio room that then opened up to this giant uh, dining area, full living room with a King Murphy bed that folded down. There were actually three separate sliders that went out to little patios, and we were on the ground floor, mm -hmm. like kind of a half kitchen. It was nuts. But the common areas in general, I just loved, like hanging out at the pool that night and going down and listening to live music outside by the water. Uh, I think the boat ride is wonderful. And then it, it wouldn't be a podcast with me on it if I didn't go over to Disney <laughs> and say that uh, Coronado Springs, I would live there in a heartbeat. Like that yes. is our second home. Um, we absolutely love it. We've stayed there more than any other place. I think in, I think one year we stayed there like 30 or 35 nights over the course of the year. Um, so it's truly like our second home. We love it over there. But yeah, Portofino and, and Coronado for sure. But Jeremy, if if it costs the same, I'm using your words against you right now. Would you stay at Coronado or would you stay at Margaritaville Resort? Uh, Coronado. Okay. Yeah, actually, would I mean? Okay. Yeah, I, I just there, there's there's so much there. I mean, it helps that we've we've made so many friends at Coronado. Like we That's can walk true. around you, that resort. You literally are like hey. you're like you're like Norm at that place. Everybody yeah. knows your name. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Three Bridges is one of my favorite places on planet Earth. So I'm a, you're going to find me at Three Bridges every night. We're actually staying at Coronado uh, next weekend because we got Mickey's Not So Scary on August 12th for opening night. And we're staying sure. two nights at Coronado. And we're going with friends that do not have annual passes. So we're definitely going to spend some time at the resort. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to do is really to just stay at the resort. I was... I'm lucky enough that this year I've stayed at Portofino two separate times. Ooh, nice. So first time was that whole, oh, we're just going to relax and turn to the picture thing. I was like, okay, the second time we're really just relaxing at the hotel. Yeah. Um, awesome. But yeah, I, Coronado is, it's really nice. I stayed there before they did the renovations. So I was like, hmm. I don't know if it's worth the, this amount of money, but after like just seeing like the renovations they were doing on the robes, um, getting to stay the second time, I yeah. do like that. I do want to stay at the I forget the name of it, the DVC Riviera. Uh, yes, Riviera. Yeah, that is on my that's on my bucket list. It's Riviera and Grand Flow are the only two resorts at Disney I haven't stayed at. Literally the same. I did yep. every uh, resort but those two. Oh wow, that's funny. I, I technically, I knock um, Beach Club off of my list. I, I don't feel like I really stayed there, but I did crash <laughs> on a buddy's couch in a DVC room um, from like midnight to 6 a.m. because he took me, he was nice enough to take me to Moonlight Magic. Right. And then we went back, I slept on his couch, I had to get up early in the morning. So technically I stayed at Beach Club, but I don't feel like I really did. I want to go back for a proper stay with uh, Rhonda and, and maybe the girls will come too. We'll see. Okay, so moving on, um, what is your favorite trip you've ever taken? Again, same thing. It doesn't have to be Universal. It can also be Disney. Um, and why, you know, was it so memorable? So, so this is going to be both, actually. It was a split stay, and this was uh, September of 2021. 
and we went down and we had two nights at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And we met up with some friends, really good friends of ours, Cat and Michael. Uh, they came out down from Boston area. And then our good friend Jossie uh, flew out from California. So it was kind of like this big reunion because we hadn't seen all, each other in, in about a year yeah. uh, that we'd all been together. And what's crazy is they're all listeners of Main Street Magic that we all connected with. And they're some of our best friends in the world now. And so we did Animal Kingdom Lodge. We ended up doing one day at a cabana at Yacht Club um at Stormalong bay there and that was incredible uh we did one of the fireworks cruises we did it out of wilderness lodge and went and saw this was let's see this would have been still when we had happily ever after so we sat out there and did that and then after those two nights we transferred over and we had a night at cabana bay and it was all of our my entire family's first time and all of our friends came to cat and michael and jossie our good friend steve who's a cast member over at uh, Port Orleans. He's a bartender over there. Um, it's Cat Cats Club. He came out, and it was all of our very first time doing Halloween Horror Nights. Wow. And I will say, I am not a horror person. I hate jump scares. I don't like gore. I, I was very reluctant to go. I thought, you know what? We got a big group. Um, my daughter, who at the time is 13, is willing to go. My other daughter at the time is nine, and she's like, you know what? I'll go. And I'm like, well, great. Now I have to. <laughs> I got to tell you, I had one of the best times ever at that Halloween Horror Nights. I did a couple houses, which yeah. I never thought I would do. Um, we, we ate good food. We had good drinks. We had a group of, I bet, a dozen people all going through this together, which made it so much more fun. Uh, our buddy Steve, the cast member, kind of took my younger daughter, Lacey, kind of by his wing and he took her through the houses to the fact that this year I'm like, Lacey, do you want to go back to Halloween horror nights? And she's like, only if Steve goes like, she didn't care about me. <laughs> like, I'm not going to protect her. Steve is her protector now. And I just, I, it was one of the best trips ever for, for so many reasons. And I'm hoping to kind of maybe recreate that this year and get another big group to go to Halloween horror nights. Um, we're still planning that, but I'm actually excited to go back and see it again. And, I never thought I would. I mean, that was a major bonus of us saying, let's go ahead for a premiere pass, mm -hmm. you know, because it includes Halloween Horror Nights. And we knew that our daughter, our oldest daughter, Kaylin, really wanted to do it. Uh, my wife had done it when she was probably in her early 20s because she grew up in Florida. And um, I, I did not want to do it at all. And I can't wait to do it again this year. That seems to be the consensus with uh, yeah. a lot of people who I've talked to. They at the beginning they're totally they're like no don't want to do it at all and after actually going uh, conquering that that little fear that you have well you're like oh I have to go back got yeah. to go back that's awesome okay um so now we're going to some uh, Universal Pacific questions okay. um what is well I guess you already answered it it's definitely Fast and Furious. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that is number one on everybody's list of their Sorry, for those of you scoring at home, Xavier skipped the question. It's what is your favorite universal ride, by the way? So we've decided it's Fast and Furious, so we can move on. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think that's all three of our answer, right? Yes. Yes. I believe I'm documented. I believe there's you can find evidence on the internet that that's not true for me, but if you want to go with that, that's okay. <laughs> that's outstanding. Uh, you know, in reality, what is um, your favorite ride? I, I 
think that uh, Velocicoaster is the best roller coaster I've personally ever been on, but Hagrid's is my favorite ride at Universal. Um, and I don't know if that's contradic contradicting or not, but I just, I, I mean, Velocicoaster is absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. But Hagrid's, man, every time in that drop, I still am just in awe. I could ride that thing a thousand times. And there's still just those moments where I'm like, how did they pull this off? Yeah, this is and it's another one of those where like Velocicoaster is cool. You can ride with somebody that's never ridden, but you can't really watch them ride it because you're just yourself hoping you don't die this time. <laughs> so afterwards, you can have a discussion. But man, Hagrid's like I can look over and, and I love getting on Hagrid's even if I'm doing like single rider or something or we've got a mismatched group and an odd number and mm -hmm. somebody's there with me. And I'm like, have you ever ridden this? And if they say no, I'm like, get on the bike. I'll do a little sidecar. I, I'm a big dude, but it's fine. I'll do sidecar because I want to watch you experience that motorbike. And you can actually kind of watch the people. And there's just those couple just wow moments. And it's just so cool to watch their face like and their jaw drop. So yeah. uh, and, and it just tells such a wonderful story. Like I, I like the setup for Velocicoaster and I like the pre-show. I think it's really good. But once you get on the actual actual ride, I feel like you're just on a really cool, fast roller coaster. Whereas Hagrid's, I think, continues to tell the story throughout and all the way to the end. So, yeah, definitely Hagrid's. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, Hagrid's tells like a full, complete story. And Velocicoaster do a great job setting up the story at the beginning. But you don't really get like that full story at the end yeah. of like, what happened? We survived or, you know, something like that. But I'm with you. Still a great ride. I, I love Velocicoaster. The first time riding that, drawing AP previews, like, we're at a loss for words. Just at a loss oh, for yes. words drawing that. Um, I don't think um, I've just, ever... Oh, go ahead. Hold on. Just for the record, Jeremy, I... Sorry, Xavier. I took um, our friend from Park Rush Podcast, who will go nameless at the moment. I took him on Velocicoaster, and I literally just watched him the whole time, by the Did way. Did you? So, oh, yes. But I'm I'm much more of a coaster person. I'm Cedar Points, Kings Island. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll i have to try that next time. I'm not sure physically I can, like, yeah, make my body maneuver to watch someone else's face on that thing, because I'm just, the whole time, I'm just... And, and that's what I love about it is, uh, it, it it has a Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror and Velocicoaster are That's the fair. only two rides that I still get butterflies in my stomach mm -hmm. kind of leading up to them. And they're really, really good butterflies. They're not like scary. They're not anxious. They're not, you know, stressed or nervous. They're like excited butterflies. But it still scares the crap out of me every time. And that just goes to show how wonderful of a job they did in creating this roller coaster. More teeth. More teeth. More teeth. I don't think I ever asked you, John. Um, what is your favorite ride? Oh, this is not even a contest. It's Velocicoaster. <laughs> good, good to hear. Um, all right. Well, this is the one that's probably going to be controversial for both me and John. Our favorite restaurant at Universal. I'll let... Actually, I'll go first. Okay. I, I'll say my favorite, at least recently, has been... Uh, Cowfitch, which if anyone oh, has known well, my... I know how this is going to go now. Okay. <laughs> if anyone's known my first time at Cowfitch, like it was absolutely horrible. Like the burger was completely burnt. The fries were cold. The milkshake was... It was just a like a horrible experience. But recently, I think I will say 
in the time period John was here for Mardi Gras, I think I went like three times during like those you two did. weeks. Wow. Um, but yeah, I I love cowfish. The I think we got the Burgushki. We got another roll. Um, the crab raccoon dip is amazing. They have they have a lot of good food as long as it's executed right. Sometimes they have that twosome problem where if the food's not executed right, it's mm -hmm. not the best. Cowfish has a notorious problem um, with uh, service being slow, which sometimes makes the food not come out great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. You might as well skip to Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, what's your you, answer? You, you think I'm going to say cowfish, don't you, Jeremy? No, but I knew you would. You would. <laughs> you would cheer his his statement on. One hundred percent cheer it on. Um, I do absolutely love cowfish. It is the place we've eaten the most at at Universal. Uh, every time we go, our kids are going to say, "Can we go to Cowfish?" They always get that little. Did they call it a bento tray that yeah. has like bento box. little sliders and the, yeah, so. So they'll get that every time they love it. I, I've really enjoyed everything there. Um, we've had some wonderful experiences. Food has always been good. I like the atmosphere inside or out. Uh, for us, yeah, service has actually always been good. I, I don't know if this is going to sound like way out of left field, especially for you, John, is I'm going to actually go with Vivo Italian. Um, That's a good I'm, one. I'm, I'm sorry. A, uh, maybe maybe we should go back to the Main Street Magic podcast episode four, 464 and 465, um, which you can find on any of your streaming serv your services. Um, I think we said Vivo was the best Italian restaurant in a theme park within reason. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. We did. Yes. And, you know, for me, I'm a I'm like a all inclusive dining person. So it has to come down to. Um, food is, of course, very, very important, but the food to me can sometimes be elevated by the atmosphere, by the service, by the people that you're with even. Mm -hmm. And like, I'll never forget first time we ever ate at Vivo. Uh, what did I think? Um, I think it was like June 6th of uh, what, 2020 that Universal reopened after shutdown from COVID, I believe. And I want to say it was about two weeks later, somewhere around June 18th. Uh, my brain just works in mysterious ways with things like that. Sometimes um, our friends, Kat and Michael from Boston that we had that wonderful trip with the Halloween Horror Nights. They came down. We all went to Universal and we went and dined at Vivo for the first time. And uh, we were probably there about one or two p.m. We were the only four people eating in the entire restaurant because, again, we still had all these limita limitations and stuff like that. And so obviously the service was spectacular. Like we were the only people there basically in a private dining room. Um, all of the food was unbelievable. And I just remember leaving there like, all right, this is like legit Italian, which I hadn't had. I felt in a theme park before, you know, we've eaten at some some Italian spots and stuff in Disney and, eh, you know, they're not all the best, but this was like legit. And um, we went back again another time, and I remember we were able to sit outside. We walked up. It was evening. Place was crazy. This is probably a year or so later, and they got us seated outside right away, and everything, again, was just unbelievable. Service was good. We were people watching. We're right there outside. Everybody's coming you know, to and from the parks and all, and it was just absolutely outstanding, and the, the quality, the service, the everything, I've been blown away by that place um i i yeah it's definitely the best italian i've ever had 
in a theme park for sure. Um, I would take Viennapolis pizza probably as like my favorite theme park pizza, but everything else, uh, Vivo, yeah, definitely wins hands down. I am. I will say Alicia Stella would be very upset that we did not uh, pick her favorite restaurant, Pizza Rizzo. Uh, Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down for Pizza Rizzo. I'm okay with Disney. I call it DiGiorno theme park pizza. I love it. You know, it's it's funny because I am 100% sure that that is what that pizza is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. there's, There's nothing like coming back to your resort after a long day in the parks and you're hungry and maybe you had a couple cocktails or something and you go to that food court at a value resort and you get a whole pizza to go and take it back to your room. And I can tell you right now it is outstanding. And I'm not a pizza snob, like pizza and tacos are two things that Mm -hmm. they're pretty hard to ruin for me. So as long as it's got uh, crust cheese, and some some toppings and a little bit of sauce. I'm pretty much going to love it. So, well, speaking as the pizza snob, um, yes. <laughs> the the Universal Resort pizzas they meet up to the to the to my snobbery. The Disney oh, ones, the Disney ones struggle a little bit, yeah. but but I agree that the resort pizzas are far better than the in park pizzas. Yeah, now, John- at both places. My favorite part about Universal and their um, pizzas, if you get a whole pizza at their resorts, and I don't know if this is all of them. I remember it specifically from um, Endless Summer, either Dockside um, or Surfside, is that they have that box that mm-hmm. is perforated and it folds. So if you only eat half a pizza, mm. it yes. folds to make half a pizza box. It is like I feel, I feel the, the spirit of Derek Bergen has just fallen upon <laughs> us as we're discussing pizza boxes. Sorry, Derek, and I, I've already planned your funeral. That's what we will say at it, is about pizza boxes. But yes, it's it's amazing. Yeah, I I will say I think that is that's one of like your tips staying at a like a resort like Dockside Surfside is get the get the pizza. Yeah. For well sure. check check in your room if they're offering the special. Because yeah. you can get a special delivery where usually you get a pizza, some sodas. Um, maybe an appetizer and a dessert. I remember now this was a while back, but I remember doing this at Cabana Bay and I got a large pizza, um, an appetizer or dessert and two 20 ounce sodas. It was $25. I think we did that. Yeah. That's the way to go. I mean, tip, tip the person who brings you your stuff, but for sure, please do, but it'll be worth it because it's, yeah. And, and don't forget those of you going to Halloween Horror Nights, especially based on last year, Mm -hmm. um, Universal really upped their game with the, with the food court staying open late. Now, granted, it's just basic burgers and pizza and stuff, but you're coming back to that, your resort at 1 a.m. after Halloween Horror Nights. It is amazing how good resort pizza can taste. Yes. Um, one of my, I know we're just talking about pizza. I'll go on a quick tangent. Um, Jake's American Bar, uh, mm-hmm. Buffalo Chicken Pizza, I absolutely loved. And I ate the rest cold for breakfast the next morning. I devour, I will, I will murder an entire. Uh, pizza anytime i'm at universal when i get back to the room um that night we'd actually sat at jake's and we got a couple other things so we only ate half the pizza and the next morning that cold leftover buffalo chicken pizza from jake's was was my breakfast and i'd like to say i didn't regret it but i i did a little bit later but it was still worth it yeah i can see that 
I am. I mean, my I only criticism. Say, it, my only criticism of Jake's is, I think the price point is a little bit high, but yeah, you know, you're getting variety and you're getting something outside the normal pizza, and so I can tend to look the other way when I see people go. But when they go in there and you sit down at Jake's and you get a couple of adult beverages and two or three pizzas and appetizer and you walk out and it's almost a hundred dollars. Oh yeah, you're like, huh? I don't think we did that correctly. <laughs> no, you did not. Go ahead, Xavier. I'm sorry. Oh no, you literally were saying the exact say, exact same thing. I was going to say it can be a little pricey at uh, Jake's. Yeah, I mean, I've done several reviews. I'm changing subject completely at Red Oven. Um, it's in City Walk, which mm. you know, pro move here. The same ovens used at Vivo are used for for Red Oven pizza. Mm -hmm. That's why they back up against each other. Um, mm. You're getting that brick oven taste. And, you know, you're looking at, what, $15, $16 for a pizza that is shareable. Nice. Of course, then, of course, then I, of course, I have to sneak this part in. You got the same type oven over there at Aventura when they get all their stuff together. You get the same quality of pizza when you stay at Aventura. But, you know, we all know my love for Aventura. So that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, John, I think you had some other questions as well. Well, I think main thing, because, you know, yes, Jeremy is, he's moved and he has a whole history. You don't have to give us the whole history, but, you know, you've, you've engaged in these events where you're trying to make a difference in the world with your 16 ride challenge. Can you, I want to make sure we get that in before we run out of time. Can you tell us yeah. whatever you want to tell us about it? Yeah, I'll, I'll try and make this real quick. So we, um, uh, oddly enough, um, I'm not sure when this episode will go out, but on uh, August 8th is our five-year anniversary of main street magic podcast um we're coming up on 500 episodes which is insane and we've been very fortunate to keep at this especially during covid and continue to pump out content um and we've always wanted to find a way to give back um you know it's hard for us to financially give back in a certain sense so we thought what are ways that we can do it with this amazing community that we've been lucky enough to build and so last year we come up with this crazy idea of all right let's figure out something for give kids the world you know they're such a wonderful organization and we're like let's come up with a weekend where we can do some sort of event and raise money for them and so april of last year we had our very first main street 16 challenge weekend uh, i had a wonderful uh, listener and who is now a very good friend of mine gary fernando reach out to me and he had done a lot of the every ride challenges and he had done a lot of other you know challenges within the parks that are put on by different organizations to raise money and we wanted to come up with something a little bit more unique so we came up with the main street 16 challenge i'm a huge uh college basketball fan so the 16 kind of came from the sweet 16 we were planning this right around the time that um you know march madness was happening last year and so the idea you know basically came out that we were going to uh create pods for each of the four parks at walt disney world yeah. and we we're going to randomly select four rides from each of those parks and the goal would be to complete all 16 of those rides in one day you know so we put that together um the friday we were doing that on a saturday the friday we had a scavenger hunt throughout disney springs where teams could come out and participate um we had some incredible sponsors that were able to afford us things like trophies and t-shirts and medals and some awards and all. Uh, we partnered with Give Kids the World and Omar over at Give Kids the World has been incredible. 
We did an online auction. We put all this stuff together in such a short amount of time and raised almost $12,000 wow. for Give Kids the World, which was absolutely incredible. And so we thought, well, you know, we're not stopping here. This is a yearly thing that's going to happen. Okay. So we're going to now be doing this in 2023. Uh, it's going to be February 2nd to 5th. You can learn all about it at MainStreet16.com. On Friday, we are going to do a trivia event. And I can't give 100% of the specifics yet because we're still waiting on ticketing to go out. But I can tell you it'll be at Stargazer Lounge at Planet Hollywood. Um, it is going to be an awesome trivia event with prizes all about Disney that teams can come. Uh, there's going to be food. There's going to be drink and all of that. And then we're going to do actually a live podcast panel. Uh, with not only Rhonda and I from Main Street Magic, but with our friends Scott and Michelle over at the Main Street Mouse. And we're nailing down a Disney celebrity host that's going to go ahead and do that. Then on Saturday, we're going to do the 16 Ride Challenge again. And we'll do the same thing as last year. We'll put these you know, rides into different pods based on their popularity for each of the four parks. And we'll look at completing that you know, 16 rides in a day and Again, everything goes back to Give Kids the World. Um, I would really, really like to raise at least $20,000 this year if we can. And then there's going to be some other little events that weekend around it as far as some kind of like socials and meetups and little award ceremony at Everglazed on that Sunday morning. But again, you can learn more at, Main, learn more at MainStreet16.com. Uh, we do have room blocks at the Wyndham Lake Buena Vista right there at Disney Springs. Uh, they're as low as $119 a night, which is about 40% off their regular price. And then they're going to do half price resort fees. Um, and that's going to span the entire weekend. Plus, I think three days on the front side, three days on the back side if you want to extend your trip. But um, anything we can ever do to benefit Give Kids the World and the wonderful folks over there, we're all in for. So if anybody would like to find out more, go ahead and, and visit the website. Um, we're going to have the donation page up very soon. We're going to have the tickets for the Friday event up very soon. Uh, and you can currently register for any of that stuff as far as participating in the challenge. I think we got nine teams already uh, involving about 30 people, hoping to double that over the course of the next six months. So um, thank you, John, though, so much for, for asking. No and let me talk about this because it's just – I can tell you we went um, – we got invited to check out balloon wonderland a few weeks ago, which was one of the gift kids uh, charity events. And and we were able to go down on Friday with the media and it was unbelievable. They had this just amazing um, uh, girl that, that came out and gave this speech ahead of time. And I'll tell you, it's just, it's extremely humbling and, incredible to to watch what these kids have to go through and the fact that they get to put all that behind them to go to give kids the world village you know for a week with their family mm -hmm. man i just there's nothing like it uh, i i can't keep talking about it it'll choke me up it's just we're, we're just thankful that we can use anything that we do to give back so mm -hmm. thank you yeah i will say I'm so sad because I just actually recently learned today that they're not doing Night of a Million Lights this yeah, year. I know. I so know. I was like, oh my gosh. I was looking forward to that because I didn't get to volunteer to do that last year. I was like, this year, this is the year I will be doing it. And yeah. so that's that. But always still, you know, you can always still volunteer at Give Kids the World because um, they're always looking for some volunteers to fill spots um, in food service, attractions. 
um, you know, all of the different uh, roles that they have there. So if you guys do want to volunteer, do visit GiveKidsTheWorld.com to learn more information. Yeah. And so we circle this back to Universal Food Blog. That weekend is the predicted week opening weekend of Mardi Gras season at Universal Orlando. So if you're a Universal fan and you're looking to put all these together, that might be a good thing. Yeah, that was the first thing I thought when you scheduled that weekend, Jeremy, was, ah, I think I can, sorry, spoiler alert from someone who's a contract food blogger. Um, I'm sure that I can find somebody to pay me something to go cover these events. There you go. But we'll see. Well, we would love, I mean, again, you know, if, if y'all can be there and, and if you guys want to form a team or whatever for the Saturday challenge and all, please do. Um, we're, you know, I'm even, uh, I, I think I had posted on Twitter yesterday, like I'm challenging other incredible theme park, you know, bloggers and, and vloggers and podcasters and all put together a team, come out Saturday. Um, you know, there's no cost to do the Saturday challenge, assuming of course you have an annual pass, um, you certainly would have to otherwise buy a one-day park hopper. But we would love to see a bunch of you know wonderful teams out there raising money for Give Kids, and we've got some uh, winners from last year that are already talking smack that they're going to win again this year. So let's uh, maybe we, we can we can find a good team to take them down because that would be awesome. Definitely, we'll look into that. Um, I'm always. Uh, competitive person john will tell you <laughs> yeah that. that's uh I'm, I'm trying not to use my day job right now and, and <laughs> tell you that perhaps you perhaps you're you're uh you're borderlining on the sin of competitiveness but okay yes I'm, we're good there <laughs> okay thank you so much jeremy for joining <laughs> us for the podcast i think that is a a great place to end it here thank you for having me thanks jeremy for coming on well, that has been it. We will be back later with another podcast. Um, the next one is going to be a special one. Well, I'll say all of them are special because I get to speak with people that I don't get to see every Well, I speak with people I don't see every day. So um, do be on the lookout for the next one. Um, we're going to have a special guest. I'm not going to spoil it. I'll have you guys just kind of listening to see who it is. But until then... We'll see you guys in the parks. Universal Food Blog is not affiliated nor endorsed by Comcast, Universal Orlando Resort, or NBC Universal. All Comcast, NBC Universal, and Universal Orlando icons, titles, events, and items are property, trademark, and copyright of Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Thank you.